0: By sharing our knowledge through our conversations, we will impart some knowledge whilst learning ourselves how to progress even further. Here is your host. Hello and welcome to Book Chat. I am your host, Dr. Viviany e. Moore. Hope everyone had a great week, and I hope you are having an even better weekend. All right, so. I'm not going to hold you for too long today. We're going to get straight to today's show. All right. So the topic is, I'm sorry. The title is Shine Me Up. And the topic is polishing slash editing. Try a little polish if you want to make anything stand out from the rest. Uh, We love the shine of freshly polished wood and shoes uh, back in the day. When uh, men still did things like that. Um, maybe they still do it right now. I don't know. I uh, haven't seen any shoe shine um, setups lately. Uh, whether on the street or in the mall. So I don't know if that's still a thing or not. But anyway. Polishing uh, isn't only critical for furniture and shoes. But uh, specifically writing. Okay. Uh, and before we go uh, another step further. um. For those who don't know what polishing is uh, in terms of manuscripts, uh, it means you've combed through your work until it is at its best. Nothing left to do. It is perfect, all right, or as close to perfect as it can possibly get. But anyway, um, you've prepared it for the publisher and readers uh, like the perfect Sunday dinner. and We know how perfect those Sunday dinners are, Uh, you know, when you're with your family and uh everything is in um everything is in just in, in just in um the best order that it could possibly be the roasted chicken is to perfection and and whatever vegetables you got have not been overcooked or uh or stringy or mushy everything is perfect because you polished it you made sure before you brought it to the um, to the dining table, that everything was as good as it could get. All right, so you know what polishing is as far as uh, in terms of manuscripts and writing. So now you know the gist of uh, this um, this dialogue for today. All right, so um, so anyway, uh, you know, I'm a little old school, but but I do remember uh, typewritten reports that were uh, meticulously groomed before you turned them in. Um, and if they weren't, you know what came next. All right? So how well polished it was uh, determined uh, if you got an A or, or a big fat F marked in red. Now, I've gotten a few A minuses and B's and C's. We won't go as far as D's and F's. But, um, you know, because everybody has a bad day. We have good days. We have bad days. And that obviously was a bad day for me. But anyway, we know that book reports were the beginning for some writers. That's where it all started. Back in um, in uh, elementary school or, or uh, middle school or high school when you had to do book reports. And everything had to be just right. And the same applies now. Only uh, we have amazing editing tools uh, to help us spit shine our work. <laughs> Yes, I did go there. All right. So, uh, not only publishers, but uh, readers love to read books that are aesthetically pleasing to the eye and free of earth. You know, that goes with anything. Uh, going back to that Sunday dinner, if everything on the table is burned, would you want to eat that? Of course not. You know, nobody wants to eat burned food. But if everything is just burned beautiful. You know, everything is just perfect. You can't wait to put some of that food on your plate and commence to eating it up. Well, that's that same thing applies to books. Uh, You know, if you get a book and the first thing you see is a sloppy uh, cover, I mean, that turns you off right away. You know, I don't want to read that book because, you know, that's not even pleasing on the outside. So I can only imagine what the inside is going to look like. So that's why it's so important to make sure that, you know, after you've done all of the, the hardest work, which is actually writing the book, and uh, and when you get to those final touches, you want to make sure that everything is on par, uh, everything is as tight as it can be uh, before you let it go, because once it's gone, that's it. You can't pull it back. All right. So, um, I mean, we just we want our um, our work uh to be as close to perfection as possible, um. But but you know there are limits to that. <laughs> In other words, don't polish holes into your work. Okay, and. We'll get into what I mean by that, all right. Uh and I'll give you some four instances. All right. In some cases, less is more, even when publishing your manuscript. So um here here, if I could speak, are a few polishing tips, all right. So the first one is um to print your manuscript. Now, if you want to do this, fine, but if you don't, just listen up, alright. Now, I recommend this if you want a trusted person uh, to read through it for you uh, and highlight changes or mistakes. Otherwise, use the focus format on your computer to change the reading mode and read through it yourself. You can do that, but there are some um, there there are some um, some things to this that uh, would probably be better. If you would just let someone else read it, you know, read through it for you and we'll get to that reason coming up soon. All right. So uh, number two is read the dialogue out loud. And, you know, that is always a good idea. However, uh, the writer may um, overlook things a fresh pair of eyes might find. All right. So. And I'll just use myself as, as an example, uh, you know, because I'm always in the editing mode, you know, sometimes even while I'm writing. And I try not to put that hat on when I'm writing. I try to write and then, you know, maybe edit as I go. Or some days I just ignore editing, even if I see something that's not right, because I don't want to lose that momentum when I'm writing. I don't want to lose where I am, lose that focus. And um, by, you know, taking my attention away from it to go do something else. So, but anyway, I. Um, And so I'm reading through, uh, reading through some of my work, um, you know, I've got it up on the screen and I'm reading through it. And so, you know, my eyes will pass over something, uh, because I wrote it. So, you know, to me, I've seen that a hundred times already. So, you know, it didn't seem wrong to me, but if you let someone else look at it, they'll, you know, they may catch it. Whereas you didn't. And the same thing applies when you're reading, uh, the dialogue out loud, um, that's important, too, because it helps you to, to listen uh, to what's been written, all right? And I, and I highly uh, recommend using the review feature in Word uh, to do that for you. Uh, the inflection for this feature needs some work, but, you know, it's not a narration. It's only a better way to hear what you've written, okay? Um, but listen to it, you know, uh, just let it, you can set the speed. Um, you can change the, uh, you know, the voice from male to female. Uh, you can change it to British or English, whichever one you prefer uh, to read the uh, the dialogue for you. But the amazing part of having it read to you is that while you're listening to it, you're you know you have the cursor that's following each sentence or each word that's being spoken aloud, and so that way. And I recommend this that while you are listening, you're looking at your writing because sometimes the the ears and the eyes they don't coincide and so you may want to um, just pay close attention um, you know, to what you're listening to as you're reading it uh, because you know that's important it's really important and, uh, and we'll get to that reason <laughs> coming up soon all right uh, so what well, anyway number three is uh, assess out what can stay or go and remember less is more and you don't need to take the scenic route to express your thoughts all right Um, And what I mean by this is that you don't have to have uh, a ton of intellectual words just to prove that you are an intellectual um, to tell a story. You can use it in the most simplest terms, in terms that people will understand, because keep in mind. You know, not not everyone who will read your work is an intellectual. They're just normal, everyday people who love to read, okay? So, you need to keep them in mind when you are writing. And, I mean, unless you're writing, you know, a, a book uh, for intellectuals, then, of course, that's, what, that's how you want to write. But if it's just for everyday Joe, come on now. Let's keep it simple so, um, you know, everybody can enjoy a good book, all right? Uh, number four. Get that word count down. All right. Um, yes, it is a full novel. Um, and, you know, I've seen some novels that, uh, that are not in a series have up to 800 pages. And I love it. But some people don't like that. Okay. So you might want to get that word count down. Um, and especially if you want to send it off to a publisher. Uh, if you want your work published, uh, not self-published or just published uh, by a publisher, you want to get that word count down. Uh, you know, if you have over 150,000 words, you know, they'll tell you, you need to get that down. You know, if you can get it down to 120,000, because some publishers will allow up to 120,000 words or sometimes 130. It just depends on what type of book it is. But at any rate, um, still go through it. And if you can get the word count down, then do that. But, uh, you know, if, if there are that you leave in there, then do that. But if you don't, uh, then try to get the word count down because that that's important, too. Uh, you know, long sentences aren't on trend. Are preferable to um, to readers okay they hate them as much as unnecessary over stuff wordage and uh, you know I'm a writer but I'm also a reader and uh, and I don't like it so I'm telling you from my point of view and I'm sure there are others who uh, will agree with me that they don't like it either and um, and if you can use the same word in five or fewer letters roll with that all right all right number five proper format will eliminate Unnecessary line spaces between paragraphs. Alright, so I've had this issue myself. And the reason being is sometimes when you are getting that work countdown, uh, you're not using your tab key. Uh, And so you use the space key or the back key. And, of course, that's going to, you know, it's going to change the alignment of of each line between the paragraph. And so uh, when you're going through making corrections or trying to format your work, it's best to format it beforehand. But, you know, um, trying to format your work and then you see, oh, well, that's out of line. You know, the quotes, you'll have one quote up here and then the next one will be like in the middle of the page. Well, you know, that's not right. So, or either you'll have, you uh, might want to split a paragraph and once you do that, it throws everything else off. So if you just from the beginning, set your uh, page up with the correct formatting, you won't have that issue. And remember, don't delete, use your backspace key when all possible, all right? All right, so, and and uh, and if you are unsure uh, how to do this, uh, watch the tutorial explaining how it's done in detail or you can just go to your um, to the to the um, to the line up here on uh, Word where you see your File, Home, Insert, Draw, all of those things. You can do layout. Uh, you can do do the view. Um, you can do um, what else can we do? Uh, we can do inserts. Just different things like that. It will help you to uh, format your work. If you just hit the Home key, um, it will give you everything you need. It'll show you. Um, Times, New Roman, it'll show you um, the font size, um, you know, whatever you need to um, to fetch your document, then that's what you need to do, okay? Just make sure that you are within the parameters of what it calls for, all right? All right, so let's move on to the next thing. Uh, And, you know, and if you follow these examples, um, I mean, you can't go wrong. So, and that's the whole point of doing it. You know, you will you will have successfully pol- polished your entire manuscript and shine like the biggest star in the writing universe. All right, folks, so that's it for today. That was short and sweet, was it not? And I hope it wasn't too painful, okay? Uh, but anyway, that is the show for today. But before I let you go, I want to make sure that I give you these URLs. Did you hear my chair squeaking? I'm so sorry about that. I need to oil this thing or something. I don't know what's wrong with it, but it squeaks sometimes. So I hope you didn't hear that. But anyway, uh, if you want to the show live, uh, you can go to https colon forward slash forward slash www.speaker.com forward slash user forward slash author Viviany Moore. You can follow me across all social media, which includes... Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok, and I would appreciate it so very much if you would check out my website. That is at authorvivianymore.com and Uh If you would check out my blog site, and that is at https: colon forward slash forward slash vivianymore.blogspot.com. All right, and uh, if you missed today's live show, or um, you know you aren't sure where you can find a uh, book chat. I'm going to help you out. All right. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to save you a little time and go ahead and tell you where you can find it. Um, otherwise you can just Google it and, uh, anywhere podcast or heard, you can definitely find mine. All right. But anyway, uh, Spreaker, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Podcasts, CastBox, Deezer, Podcastatic, Podchaser, YouTube, SoundCloud, Giles Savin. Uh, iTunes, audible.com, verbal, luminary, and Amazon. Those are all the places where you can listen to book chat. All right. On a weekly basis. And if you just want to catch up on, uh, all the episodes, then most definitely go to Spreaker or go to all of those um, H, uh, all of those URLs that I've just given you, and, uh, and you can catch up that way as well. All right, so tomorrow is worship day. It is the fifth Sunday. Oh my goodness, we have five Sundays this month. And generally, before the pandemic, on the fifth Sunday at my church, uh, we would have family and friends day, and uh, it's just it was just so wonderful to be able to um, uh, to congregate and then fellowship. Uh, with, uh, you know, with our, with our church family. And sometimes they would bring uh, guests and, and family members that weren't uh, members of our church. And uh, we would just have a jolly old good time. But, you know, because of COVID, you know, we had to sort of, you know, put all those things on the back burner. But we still recognize the fifth Sunday, whether we celebrate them or not. So um, because they're just so much fun and um, very personable uh, days that we get to um to fellowship, you know, and plus eat some good food. So <laughs> that's not the main purpose, but you know, it's just it's just getting together as a church family and you know sitting down having Sunday dinner. That's how I looked at it. You know, on those fifth Sundays, we would get go down to the fellowship hall and and sit down and have Sunday dinner. It was an amazing thing, and I hope that you know in the future, in the near future, we'll get to do those things again. And also, uh, you know, remember to invite uh, family members to listen in uh, if you are going to church. Uh, To the brick and mortar building, uh, encourage them to wear masks because you know COVID uh, cases are going up again. And so we're going to be safe and keep everyone else safe because sometimes, you know, you may have it and not be displaying symptoms, but um, you can still be contagious and give it to other people. All right. So we always have to be mindful of that. And also we have to be mindful of the fact that tomorrow is not promised. Today may be the only chance you get to say that. So I love you. I hope you love me back. Until the next time you hear my voice, God bless you and goodbye.